Sentire Media. You are listening to the Latavola Marche Radio Network. for joining us and downloading our little podcast from Italy. Today is the 7th of March. It is 8.30 in the morning, and we are going to do a, a little uh, fun podcast, a little shorty short today, because we got a brand new uh, um, digital recorder, and I want to try it out and see how the levels sound. My name is Jason. I'm joined by my reluctant wife, Ashley. <laughs> who is not into doing the podcast today um, because she says we have too much work to do and it, we we don't have anything to talk about I am, and i know i won't post it today it doesn't matter all right well you said the date so that's why i just want to make sure that if people are listening to this and the date is uh three or four days after that they're not confused well it won't be three or four days after it will definitely go up today no <laughs> see what i see what i'm dealing with here folks i do this for you guys my name is jason i'm joined by my wife ashley who's the reluctant podcaster today but i do it for the people man it's Jason's giving back. We, today, together we run our little agriturismo in and cooking school called La Tavola Marque. And we do a very inconsistent little podcast, usually from our bedroom. And today is no different. Uh, today we're... What do you... I want to talk about uh, travel in Italy. We went to visit um, our friend Fabio, and our who is our commercialista or kind of tax accountant uh, business guy. And we uh, went by his parents' house last night, which reminded us of when we first moved here because we stayed up at his family's country house in Sassacovaro and how lost we got on the back roads because we used only a sat-nav. A GPS. Yes. And I was saying to Jason that... What's better, to use a sat-nav, to use a map? Well, I think the answer is to use both, if you can. And why do you say that, Jason? Like, why do you think that uh, sat-nav is no good to go by itself? Um, I think in the cities, the sat-nav is great. You put in the um, put in the address, hit go, and it takes you right there. However, out here in the countryside, there are so many little tractor roads and little B and C roads that you can follow that are on the map. And the... Um, the the sat nav or the tom tom as they call it here uh, can't differentiate the best road from the fastest road or the shortest road. So I would say if you're coming to Italy and you're going to rent a car, which is if you're going to get out of the major cities, is absolutely uh, the best thing to do. Rent a car; it doesn't cost a lot. We have uh, guests who want to come and say, "Well, I'll just grab a taxi or I'll grab a car service." There really is not that much options, and the car service from Bologna to our house, which is about a two-hour drive, will cost you much more than renting the car for the seven days that you're here. And the idea of uh, train travel in Italy is great. However, in La Marche, it's quasi non-existent unless you live on the coast. There's no uh, intraterra inland train service, correct? No. It goes, um, it goes down the uh, west side of the peninsula, and it goes down the coast over here, but there's nothing down uh, the middle through us, because there's a mountain range Yes. Uh, so rent a car, get yourself a Michelin map, go online, go to eBay, go to Amazon, whatever. You can buy the Michelin map of Italy. Which it, is like a book. 
Yeah, it's a spiral book. It is the best map you can find. Every road in Italy is in that book. And in conjunction with your sat-nav uh, for the cities, and uh, you, you, you use that. Your navigator, whoever's sitting in the passenger seat, has the map on their lap. And you can see which road. Okay, the sat-nav tells us to take this little road, but, man, on the map it looks like a little skinny, you know, spaghetti road through the mountains. So we're going to take the, the straight road that goes around the mountain. Yes, it's more kilometers, but you can go faster and no one will get sick in the back. And um, I think that it is important to mention, try not to follow the numbers. Like uh, in on the West Coast, for example, you take I-5 or 420 or things like that where you're looking at the numbers on the interstate and the expressways. Where here, it's not so much... It, that doesn't... You won't see the numbers, uh, especially on the road signs or the roundabouts. You need to look town, village to village to village. So if you're coming to our house from Rome, you would go from Rome, follow the signs to Arezzo, from Arezzo or to Perugia. From Perugia to Città di Castello, from Città di Castello to a Pecchio, from a Pecchio to Piobico. We've had people all the time call us. I'm on BIS 215. How far am I? Mile marker 37. Where am I? It's like, I have no idea what that is. What was the last town you passed? So that's really how you navigate here in Italy from town to town. Um, there's two types of road called a strada provinciale and a strada statale. Um, and the strada provinciale are uh, provincial roads, usually smaller ones. And the state roads are usually a little bigger one and you'll see it it'll be either called ss2 what you know ss and the number or sp and the number and um if you're looking on your map it'll say it'll say that sp or ss um and then of course there's the autostrata which is the paid toll road and the superstrata which is usually a two-lane carriageway and uh whether it be staying with us or another rural um agriturismo location make sure to find out from where you are saying the best directions in the sense of our farmhouse is not on any sort of sat nav. You can use the GPS uh, like uh, coordinates. coordinates. However, the road does not exist on any <laughs> uh, tom tom. So when I send directions to the guests, I make sure to say use Piobco as your point of reference, and then follow our directions from there. To so always double check your accommodations and if they have specific directions, because it, there's still a lot of back roads, and uh, we live along one of them. So. It's not always so easy, but I do agree that having a set down for um, like an exact address in a city is uh, wonderful. And last but not least, use common sense. If you go from the paved road to a to a dirt road to a mud road, turn around. Didn't we? We were we were watching the. Um, it's a horrible story, but we were watching on Discovery Channel or whatever the um, the family who in Oregon who started going down. Uh, they were going over the over the Cascades or what? I don't know. They was it in Washington or Oregon? It, it was in Oregon, and they go off the main road to a logging road. The logging road turns a dirt road, and they travel down it for like two or three hours. But, uh, real Knowing, like going, I don't think this is right. Well, turn around. If the little <laughs> voice in the back of your head says, I don't think this is right, flip it and go back to the main road. Use, Listen to your common sense. And, and don't be afraid of your language skills. It's okay. Pull out. Your, this is part of why it's important to have a map with you. If Stop at a gas station or ask a friendly Italian point on the map where you're trying to go and um they'll they'll try their best to help you we've had wonderful uh situations of guests getting lost however 
then later being uh, escorted by locals all the way to our house, whether it be by a policeman or say, uh, wait here, my brother speaks English <laughs> and, and having a, another person show up and show you how to get here. So, <sighs> yes. Just don't follow the satnav blindly. No. We, we've experienced it many times, and that's what we were talking about last night, which made me think about this, because from Sasakovaro to our house, it should only be about 25. 20, 25 minutes, and the first time we did it using the satnav and not a map, it took us like two and a half hours. <laughs> because we followed the little tiny road over the hills that goes back and forth like spaghetti, and that's both what the satnav thinks is the fastest and the shortest route. So uh, we've... Oh-oh, cat. Fight. We've learned from that, from there, and uh, hopefully this will save you time, frustration, and uh, and getting lost. Um, um, I'm sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Fill for me. What else did you want to talk about for travel in Italy? I thought you said something else about it. Um, travel in Italy. Oh, a couple of things. Cash. Of course, this is a, this is a, uh, uh, cash is king country. So if you're at these, if you're get out of the cities and into these little places, a lot of times when you whip out that plastic, they're going to look at you like, "Mm -mm, they'll They'll say, uh, the machine is broken. The machine (laughs) is broken. That is the number one. That's the number one uh, excuse you get. The machine's broken. Have plenty of euros. I prefer cash. (laughs) Give me cash. Plenty of euros on you, um, and especially um, when the um, during the pausa pranzo during the mid afternoon break, where you have to use the little uh, machine to um, to get gas, the little self the little machine that you put in. If you have an out of country um, credit card or a uh, ATM card. Sometimes they won't take it if you're from America or from anywhere outside continental Europe. So have cash for your uh, for your gas. Also, if you put in a 50 and you only take 30 euro worth of gas, it's going to spit you out a receipt, which is credit for um, credit for the next time you come and get gas, which is great if you live here. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'll just go the next time and hand the guy the receipt and he'll say, oh, you have 20 euro credit, no problem. But if you live out of country and you're never going to go back again, just get the amount you need. Mm -hmm. What do you think about uh, like an international driver's license, things like that? I would say get it. It's 10 bucks through AAA or through your um, automotive uh, I don't know what the equivalent club. of yeah the auto club. Um, I've never ha- we've never had anyone ask for it, including at the car rental and or the police. But you never know. I, know, I mean, it's the one time it's, it's ten bucks, and at least you've got it. It's ten bucks and a pic- and a passport photo. You have it, and you know, of course, you'll the one time that you say eh, I don't need it, forget it, screw it, I don't need it. If that's the time they'll ask you for it. But I think the international driver's license is. Kind of a uh, going the way of the dodo, I think. Do you have you ever heard that expression? No, no, I haven't. That's, <laughs> I think he just coined it. <laughs> um, what else about travel in Italy? We have a great link on our website, and uh, for Auto Europe, it's a consolidator of all the major car rental companies. We use it. It and um, yeah, if, when we travel, when we travel, I we use our own link. Uh, they give you a usually it's between a fifteen and thirty percent discount on even what you can find on the Auto Europe website itself. So check it out. If it's a better deal, go with it. If it's not, 
then go with we'll go with go with someone else. Uh, another little thing about traveling in Italy: be patient, give yourself plenty of time. You uh, don't get stressed out about the way Italians drive. They're going to come up right on your butt and be really close to you. Let them pass. Let them pass. You're on vacation. Who cares? You're not in a hurry. They are. And there's not the the aggressiveness at all. But you might go, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, why are they coming up so fast? I mean, even last night, we're following Fabio in the rain, in the fog, in the windy roads. This is how Jason learned to drive here, was following Fabio. He starts passing two and three cars, and you're just like, son of a bitch, On a a two-lane road, (laughs) pitch black. (laughs) Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, road lights here the roads are not well lit. So uh, take your time and don't worry about it. They'll pass you. Italians have no fear of that. And uh, Throw your blinker on, pull over, you know, pull over a little bit on the right, and they'll fly right by you, and it's not a big deal. Um, yeah, but driving in Italy is fun. It's liberating. You don't have to come to a complete stop at stop signs. You take the curve. You get to take the curve. You get to drive. As you take the as you tur- take the curve, you get to dip into the other lane. It's really fun. I, I like, like it. it. Now, what about airports? What oh. are your feelings on um, Italian airports? Uh, there is. It- I, I wish my. Friend Teresa was here for this too. Oh my God, <laughs> Teresa has great airport stories. It's I would love to say it's organized chaos, but it's really not that organized. No, no, not at all. Uh, things like what do you call those like zip lines, like the things to keep people in, in a line? Yeah, you know the little things, the pole with the little seatbelt material that comes out. And you can connect it to the other pole. Uh, those aren't really used, no. so it turns into a. A um, couple hundred people funnel into a two-person line, and it's absolutely chaotic. And, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you have to say about it? There's no uh, consistency in, in um, security. Sometimes they, they root through your bags. Sometimes they say you have to have only uh, 100 milliliters of shampoo or whatever. Other times they don't even look at your ticket or your passport and they're just trying to wave people through. I know we talked about this on a podcast around Christmas time, but or New Year's, I forget what it was, but they were just, it, it was an absolute zoo. It kind of makes you laugh. You kind of just... You have to just go with it because if you get frustrated, there, nothing's going to, it's not going to do anything. No, it's not. But the season is coming up. It's starting. Um, make your travel plans. I think um, Italy can really use, and Europe in general, could really use tr- um, foreign travel this year. And um, it's going to be great. I can't, I'm really excited. Yeah, I, I would say, and also in general, don't be afraid uh, to travel here because of the uh, lack of government. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? No, nothing's going to, day to day, no one's going to notice. Boycat loves to come inside. He has a new thing, side note, and he has to look at himself in the mirror. He discovered He's, he's a very mirror. vain. <laughs> he discovered a mirror in our room, and he, every time he comes in now, he walks straight up to the mirror and has to look at himself, and he wags his tail, and it's hysterical. I, I just, I don't know, I, crazy cat person, <laughs> side note. Um, all right, so this was a little fun, uh, little fun, funzy podcast today to check our brand new little uh, digital recorder. I hope you like this the sound. I hope it sounds better coming through. We're, um, this is not. This is a uh, thing we borrowed from our neighbor Carolyn. This is not our hardcore uh, digital recorder with the two microphones that we have on order. But two turntables and a microphone. So <laughs> Ashley, now I know you were very reluctant to do this podcast. Are you happy that you spent the last fifteen minutes? talking into this thing 
for the people, yes. I, I am oh, still reluctant. now you're for I the people. I am still reluctant. Uh, I still don't think it will be posted today. So we'll see you when we see you. <laughs> this is the fourth. This is the fourth time I've tried to do this. Ashley sabotaged the first three with foul, disgusting language coming out of her mouth that is not ladylike at all. I talk like a trucker. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to leave it at that. (laughs) What are you doing today on this beautiful uh, March day? Replying to a bunch of emails, working on the book, and uh, I don't know, I think maybe we'll do some more outside projects since it's so nice and warm. It's warm, but it's raining. Oh, oh. So, inside projects. <laughs> Me, I have to zip up the rest of the uh, little side note. The uh, the sausages that Gaji tried to ruin, do his best to ruin, are coming out fine. I have to go up there and turn them all the time. The, I got about half of them zipped up in the vacuum seal bags. The other half in the next few days. So, uh, it all worked out in the end. It was just kind of a pain in the pain in the butt to get it to get it going. But that's it. Today, I will be walking through walking through the uh, uh, house, continuing my little projects that. I'm going to do. I'm very good at starting the projects, and then I just start walking in circles after a while. That's what I was going to say. You're really good at wandering around the house. (laughs) Oh, um, other side note, totally an Italian meal, but Jason made pretty freaking awesome corned beef and cabbage the other day. A little salute to uh, St. Patty's Day. And it was awesome. Uh, yeah, I got. I forget what we were watching or where we were, but the you got the hung, hankering corned beef. We haven't had corned beef in like five years, so I went online and looked up a recipe for corned beef, and I uh, went to the butcher and asked him for petto di vitello, veal bre- or veal breast. Um, Tell him what they, he did. He he took me in. He didn't understand what I, I mean. They have veal breast here, but they cut it in a different way. So I told him what I was looking for was a very uh, lean piece of uh, beef with um, no uh, veins or no no nerves running through it. So he said, I don't know what you want. Come come with me. He brings me into the back, and he says, what are you looking for, this? And I said, yes. And he, he cut me off a brisket, and he said they call it... Um, uh, petto di vitello and I got two big nice pieces and I put it in a solution of cloves and rosemary and um, laurel and, and salt and peppercorns and blah 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 and I left it soaking for 10 days and then I um, simmered it really really slowly pretty much all day in um, fresh water with uh, carrots and more garlic cloves and everything in it it came out okay I think it needed I think it needed another couple of few days in the in the brining liquid but it, it definitely it uh, did the trick. Yeah, it definitely gave. It definitely was like corned beef. It doesn't have that fakey red color that corned beef has because of the uh, red salt or saltpeter or whatever that chemically salt is. But you know, we slapped it on some bread. We got some uh, crappy mustard, and it was it was pretty good. It was. I, I was happy. <laughs> very good. All right. Thank you very much for listening to this one. It's a little shorty one, a little 18, 20 minute one today. Um, why don't you throw out where they could find us if they have any questions or comments. Great. You can um, email me at info at latavalamarque.com. You can find us online on our website, latavalamarque.com, Facebook, Twitter, you know the deal, the whole shebang, and uh, YouTube, <laughs> and obviously you found us on iTunes or Stitcher, and how do you spell it? L-A-T-A-V-O-L-A-M-A-R-C-H-E. Very good. Well, thank you very much from our little 
Piccolo Pezzo di Paradiso of Piobico, Italy. Thank you so much for listening to our little podcast from Italy, and we will join you next time. Have a great day. Arrivederci. Ciao, ciao. Sentire media. Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.